Okay, well, I guess we should get this show on the road. And uh, this one is presented by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. And you can now purchase in K-cups or whole bean and ground versions as well, whichever coffee type you desire, whatever is easy for you. And you can get 20% off when you use code DNVR at checkout online. Get it shipped straight to your door. And with stores opening back up in Denver, you can even try it before you buy at locations like Carbon Cafe, Drip Denver, Slow High Coffee, Blue Sparrow Coffee, Max Market, many others as well. CBD is non-psychoactive, and it's been known to help many aches and pains, including IBS, anxiety, back pain, migraines, many others as well. So just remember to use that DNVR20 code when you buy. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Call J.T. Comfer, 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog, collective hugs, 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast, or as of today, I guess I should call this Free Skate Friday, as we are doing a bit more of a laid-back show, going to have a little bit of fun, play some games, and just kind of shoot the breeze, talk about the abs, talk about some silky mitts, who knows, grinders, fighters, all the the whole nine yards here, we're going to have a little bit of fun, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, my go-to place to pick up my Breckenridge Brewery. AJ always joins me on the show, as you all know by now, I'm sure. But today we also have our other beat member in Evan Rao and are joined yeah. once again. It's been a long time since Dario Ronzoni has joined us on the pod as well. So we're going to have a ton of people chilling, hanging around, shooting it about the abs, basically, which I think you've all probably heard AJ and I talk about this enough, but... A little birdie told me that uh, that Dario doesn't quite agree with us with the the formatting of the playoffs and how excited we are about it. Oh, with the uh, the, fa- the with with the new one, yeah. I well, the well I don't. I I'm not a I'm not a proponent of five game series. I don't like that. Um, I know I'm in the minority. Even my wife is. <laughs> Uh, against it doesn't thinks I'm crazy, but I there's something about winning 16 games to win the Stanley Cup, and I know yesterday you guys even told me that. Yeah, the play- uh, they're gonna do, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. When they get down to the the final 16 teams, it's gonna be uh, seven games to win the cup. It's gonna take 16 wins to to win the Stanley Cup. And my experience is all anecdotal, and I know the in the past in the long past they used to have some five game series but in my experience in watching playoff hockey the the because momentum from game to day game is not doesn't really it's not really a thing in hockey it could seem like the end of the world you lose a playoff game and then the next game everything changes 
you know, all of a sudden you can beat their goalie and things change. And in a seven game series, it just, for me, and once again, it's just anecdotal. It just seems like that allows enough time for the ebb and flow and the, and it, it lends credence to how hard it is to win the toughest trophy to win in sports is when you run that gauntlet of 16 wins, no one can say you didn't earn it. No one looks back on the Chicago Blackhawks and the shortened, what, uh, 2013 season, I believe it is. Yeah. They only played 48 regular season games. You could make an argument since we have, you know, the seven game series this year that this Stanley Cup champion is almost more legitimate than the Chicago Blackhawks back in 13. At this point, I think you're going to. Uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but with the with the format changes that they've made, they've made this the hardest Stanley Cup to win, like period. Right, and I, I don't. Maybe you guys can clarify this, but you know, for the Abs, they have what 92 points to the Blues are 94. Ninety two, yeah, it was ninety four to ninety two. Yeah, and then the Avalanche have one less game played. Yeah. So they could have easily be tied, and um, but they're going to do the seeding round robin. Yeah. Yep. So the the team with the most to lose at this point looks like it's St. Louis. Yeah. From the round robin, yeah. I mean, from the round robin. Realistically, though, the fifth <laughs> seed in Edmonton could get knocked out in theory <laughs> of the before the playoffs technically even start, but. And then they're going to reseed everything after mm-hmm. each round. Yep. So, well, Edmonton, Edmonton really uh, give it give it four more days of a regular season, and they would have passed Dallas. Dallas would have been somewhere in the wild card, and Edmonton was second in their division. And like now, that all just gets taken away. So Edmonton really got the business in this whole setup. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They didn't get the. But, you know, it's an imperfect situation. So there's going to be yeah. imperfect. Uh, yeah. There's gonna well, be just, it's just not going to be a perfect system. There's no way to make it great. They have to win 19 games now to win the Cup. Edmonton does. Yeah. But on the other hand, they get to play Chicago's defense with the best line. And, well, arguably, the two most prolific scores in the NHL go against that Chicago defense. Chicago's in for a world of hurt, if you ask me, but we'll see. Chicago, Chicago's going to show up half drunk because there's like, well, we, don't. <laughs> uh, we got to go through another training camp. God, wasn't ready for this. I mean, McDavid, yeah. do you think of what they those guys were playing like 25, 26 minutes a night? That break is probably going to be clutch for them. They got to regenerate their legs and all that stuff. Yeah, when you guys look at the matchups that they've set, which are the ones that really have you guys most excited? Uh, the matchups, by the way, are Edmonton versus Chicago, uh, Winnipeg versus Minnesota, I believe. Winnipeg versus Calgary. You keep oh, doing Calgary, this. sorry. Yeah, I yeah. always get the 7, 10, 8, 9 mixed yeah. up. <laughs> Vancouver, Vancouver, Minnesota. Vancouver, Minnesota. Uh, excuse me. Not. Vancouver, Minnesota. That one doesn't excite me at all, to be honest. Really? I, I'm 
I'm you're not interested in that than Calgary. You're, you're not excited for that matchup. You just want Vancouver to win I, and face the ass. <laughs> I do. I, I admit I want Vancouver real bad. <laughs> so, I mean, I think Calgary Winnipeg could be entertaining hockey. There's some talent on those teams up front, so I could see high scoring, and that would be fun to watch. That's going to – yeah, I think that one – that's going to go a full five games from what I can tell. But, you know, that sounds so weird to say. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, goaltending is going to be a big deal in that series. Big, big deal. Goaltending is just going to be so wildly unpredictable after such a long break. I don't even know what to think of anything. Yeah. yeah. Can't trust it for sure. Who wants to watch Nashville and Arizona? I, I think that's uh, a, I think that's an interesting series because I think both teams are sneaky dangerous and they're gonna they're gonna one of one of them's gonna take the other one out right away. Yeah, I think Nashville's way more dangerous than Arizona, but I like I like both of those teams better than both Vancouver and Minnesota. Same. And it's like one of one of those garbage teams is gonna get out of there. And yep. And one of Nashville or Arizona. I mean, could you imagine Nashville trades PK Subban for a song, basically? Pieces, yeah. And so they can go out and they can give Matt Duchesne all the money Matt Duchesne wants, even though he would have played for them for free. And they finally, they're, oh, we have our number one center, and they can't even get out of a 24 team playoff. Yeah, that'd be pretty yikes. On the other side of what that, what do you do though, at that point like, if you're David Poyle? You cry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, their window is now, or was maybe two years ago. I don't know yeah. what they're going to do. I mean, especially against a team that doesn't have another one center. The other side of it, though, is one of these teams that gets out is going to hit Dallas from the round robin, and they're going to be licking their chops. Like, Well, and Dallas gets to reset, though. Like they, they get to they they were playing their worst hockey since the start of the season and they get to just wash it away. None of it matters. But they may not face Dallas because we have to do this Rand Robin right. seating. We don't know. Right. Somebody somebody's gonna get Dallas though. Like somebody is gonna get Dallas and, and you have to think that of the three teams or of the four teams that are in the round robin, Dallas is the one everybody's like, We want those guys. Because I don't I don't I mean if if you were if you were if you're an Edmonton fan, just since we have Dario here, if you if you're rooting for Edmonton, you don't you don't want you don't want the smoke with any of those other three teams. You want Dallas. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I might I might be pretty happy about taking on Vegas too. Here's a a question we've answered in multiple Discord channels in the past, I believe, but I don't know if we've ever answered it on the podcast. Random thought. Let's say the Avs win three cups over the next 12-ish years. Who's all Hall of Famers? Obviously McKinnon, slam dunk. Obviously McCarr, slam dunk. <laughs> Kids played 65 NHL games and we're like, like if, not even that many. It's like 50-something. If the Avs win three cups, he's doing pretty and it's, well. Right. It's, just, sure. it's insane <laughs> that we're just like, oh, yeah, 20-year-old rookie, and we're like, Hall of Fame, slam dunk. <laughs> but yeah. besides the obvious two, do you think there's any other Hall of Famers in that lineup? I think the other the other really good candidate that sticks out is Miko. 
I would agree. If, if, if the points continue, I mean, he just keeps rolling along at a point per game for the next 10 years, and he also wins three cups, and then, you know, steals something internationally with Finland, it's like, well. How do you keep him out at a certain Yeah. Point? Like, okay, great. Like, the guy's going to score 1,200 points, win multiple cups, and, you know, like, I think Miko's the third guy there that you would really, that would really stick out. He has already captained a world junior team to gold. So yeah. he's got it started. He's got a chance at the triple if he gets the cup and a, a gold medal. So for those three cup wins, who's the goaltender? That is the question. It doesn't matter. If it's uh, Grubauer? Cup, cup, cup number one will be Grubauer. Uh, cup number two and three will be Ananen. There you okay. go. <laughs> well, then is well, Ananen on the Hall of, Hall of Famer? Track? Yeah. Is, is Matt Murray a Hall of Famer? He's won two cups. He probably will be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's 25, and we didn't, he's not even Pittsburgh's clear-cut starter at this point. Or anyway, he's only won one cup. He's won two. He won two. Oh, he won two, he won yeah. two cups yeah, as a rookie, technically. Oh, I'm, I don't know. I'm missing. I'm thinking Chicago and Crawford. And Miami and yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever that was. Jay yeah. Walker brings up a good point. You win three cups as a coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no question. But if you went to Stanley Cups as a goaltender in the NHL, you're in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Matt Murray did it in his first at the very beginning of his career, so like he's got a whole career to build from here. But had more cups than seasons at one point. So yeah, exactly. He had two. He had two Stanley Cup wins and was still technically a rookie. <laughs> so, you know, it's so wild to predict with goalies. <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, who's to even say Grubauer doesn't even just like crank it up or Francois doesn't stick around for a couple of years. So you just never know. What are goalies? Weird. 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 They're weird. They're we have no idea what they're going to do. <laughs> That's yeah, none. They're just not Hall of Fame numbers. Retired abs number? Probably. Oh, Hall retired abs number. If, if Landis Cox signs another contract, uh, another long-term deal and gets into his 30s, and you know he starts to chase down Hayduke's uh, games played record. Like Landeskog should be an easy, easy, easy retired jersey number. But when it comes when it comes to the fall, when it comes to Hall of Fame, I don't see it. Yeah, I, I really don't. Um, all of very good for sure. Right, like because you look at you look at a guy like Jonathan Taves, and we're all talking. And early in his career, it was like, oh, this guy's an easy Hall of Famer. The NHL made him one of them, and a hundred all time yeah, greatest players. <laughs> And ahead of Evgeny Malkin, by the way. And it's like the second half of his career has fallen off so hard where you're like, are we sure about this? <laughs> like his 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 points per game and his, his the seasons that he's had and all yeah. that, right? Like it's just kind of like I don't you know, I think it if, if he really falls off hard and plays for another seven or eight years, Taves could be like that could be under threat. And with Landeskog, he doesn't, you know, he he doesn't have any of those credentials. Even even if you add three cups over the next twelve years, uh, which that's a really long time. Like that's a that's a super long window. I mean, if Landy <laughs> plays for another twelve years, that would be pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like at that point, maybe maybe he compiles enough points. Where you're just like, <laughs> oh, he's you know he's he's got seventeen hundred games played and. And he just rolls his way into 1,200 points, and you're like, okay, well, maybe. But I think yeah, that I, would that would have to be the way. It would have to be like a 
if you play to age 40, do you just like get into the Hall of Fame? Is that the rule? <laughs> <I mean. laughs> yeah. Is Justin Williams a Hall of Famer? No. Mm, I don't think prob- so. I mean, you have a nickname like Mr. Game 7, and you got to have a chance, right? And that's that's good. That's all good and well, but you go back. You got If you actually were looking at his career numbers right now, you'd be like, no. I'm sure. I mean, Claude Lemieux's not in, is he? So He's not. Yeah, he's not, so... You That's listen. You listen to like like AD goes crazy about this conversation. Yeah. He thinks he thinks Claude Lemieux should be a Hall of Famer. And you know when you consider playoff resume, Lemieux's playoff resume Four is cups. fantastic. In the bag, yeah. So yeah. Justin Williams doesn't even have eight hundred points. That's uh, not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, and unless you're Peter Forsberg or Pablo Pere, you you're not getting in. Justin with that Williams resume. doesn't have eight hundred points with like not even. 0.75 points per game here. <laughs> 12 years is so long. <laughs> I'm just yeah, looking 12... back to the 2008 abs, and it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a lot. Right. Well, and I, I mean, how long did the original abs, you know, when they first moved here, they didn't compete for 12 years? Wow. They compete. It was like eight true years of. They had, they had seven years of yeah. like dominance where they were, they were in. Uh, they won two cups, and then they were in like three or four other conference finals. Like they, they, they. That was the stretch, and then after that, you know, then O two, and then kind of a slow decline after that, where it was like, yeah, they're in the playoffs every year. They went, they went around occasionally, uh, but they were, they were never on that quite on that same level it's again like, of like cup contending. Uh, all Good you question. have to do is look at how the people they drafted when they were winning. It, that I that killed them. To have yeah. no idea what the answer to is. Yeah, uh, I, let's I don't know. Did Justin Williams win the Con Smythe with LA? He, I think he did. Yeah. Um, I don't I actually have no idea. So running through since 1965, Bellavo is in. Is Roger Crozier in? Dave, oh, dude, my my hockey history is not great. When yeah, it gets back into that, Dave Keon, Glenn Hall, Serge Savard, Bobby Orr, Ken Dryden, blah 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 blah. All these guys are definitely in. Is Bob Gainey in? Is Ryan O'Reilly oh, sure going to be in? Hextall, <laughs> uh, Gretzky, McInnes, well, Bill Ranford. O'Reilly is going to be an interesting Hall of Fame case. It is going. That is going to be an interesting. One. Did Vernon get in? No. So he. So. There's one that didn't. Tim Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Tim Thomas, Jaguar, Jaguar, the last one to win it for the losing team. Uh, Cam Ward, Brad Richards yeah, won yeah. it for the Lightning. All right, so we've had some Con Smythe winners who were really good on their teams, but didn't have the career longevity. It's not like winning a Hart Trophy where you showed a, up for three or four series basically to win a Con Smythe. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a very yeah. small number of guys who won the Hart and did not get into the Hall. Yep. Yeah, I think there's a couple of them. Uh, Jose Theodore, Corey Perry are probably going to be added to that list. You, Corey Perry has a shot, I think. I I don't know that he fell off really fast. He did is is the thing. So you could look back at like just his prime and maybe make that argument, but uh, there's no longevity there. And then Theodore was such a weird heart trophy win. Taylor Hall still has time. He's he's 30 years old, so it's like we'll we'll see. Um, if his career ended today, I don't think any of us would make an, a Hall of Fame case for him. Nope. 
Oh, no way. And that's why he's going to bail on Arizona. He's not staying there. Well, I don't. Yeah. He needs to go somewhere where he can boost that. Uh, and I got to get those numbers it, up, son. That and if you're a if you're a big name UFA, you're not you're doing everything you can to sign short term deals until um, the money kicks up again. Yeah, let's let's since we're here, let's just talk about what do you guys think about this offseason where you know Rudo and I in the past couple of days of the pod uh, have talked about uh, a flat cap for the next couple of years and just kind of what that can mean. If you were, how are you looking at this free agency? If if the the cap isn't going anywhere, I I could see a lot of guys that normally would have jobs are somehow just pushed out because of cost, or either that, or they're just gonna have to take below what they would have gotten in a normal year. It's gonna especially be the, very weird, <laughs> especially the older guys. If you're a 38 year old in the NHL right now, and you you know you have this veteran presence, and uh, who, I mean, you're not going to get a big contract if you may not get a contract at all. It's a sad way to go out. Man, it's, it's kind of just how it goes. A brutal sport, you know. Yeah. Very unforgiving at the end of careers. Yeah, but I I think I listened to an earlier podcast from you guys, and I'm sure the ABS should and absolutely should um, make every effort to sign uh, Makar to a big deal if they can, if, if his camp agrees to a long-term big deal. Um, but they, they, you know, they got a lot of guys. I mean, it worked this year. I don't know. It's hard to say that it didn't as far as the regular season. Uh, this was a really good team. So I, I'm sure they're going to want to keep the boys together. And that means, you know, Burakovsky and, um, some of the other guys they have pending, maybe not yeah. Nemestikov because they haven't seen too much of him. But I just don't think they have room for Nemestikov, yeah. and given his price tag already, the He's guys already ask for four to five mil. It's just yeah. it can't happen. Yeah, yeah, you can't blow that just on a, a total luxury where you're just, you know, you've got multiple guys in your farm system that you hope can give you something similar uh, for one fourth or one fifth of the cost. It's just right. You just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about the unrestricted free agents and how rough it is. Like, could you imagine Tyson Berry right now? You go to Toronto. He's not getting $8 million. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You have your worst year. Like, you're getting ripped apart by the fans there, and now all this happens with your unrestricted free agent year, flat cap. It's just things are going to be weird this summer, I guess. I guess I should say this fall because it's not going to happen till the fall. Yeah, really, really looking forward to uh, spending American Thanksgiving covering free agency. <laughs> yeah, gonna, is is it going to be that late? Dude, Man, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they want to they want a Stanley Cup champion in the mid October, so yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah. so brutal. All right, yeah, I it's going to be a weird year. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's not just going to be weird this year. It's going to be weird next season. And if they insist on doing the eighty-two games, they're going to. So how we, we <laughs> the fiance and I were trying to trying to map this out because she was asking me about it, and I was telling her, "Oh, they're going to play all eighty-two games. Of course they are. Like, yeah. they're I done giving they away money." <laughs> Yeah, so, Batman said, "Oh yeah, no question. We're playing full season next year." So schedule wise, how would we how how would you guys lay that out? So let's just. 
say that they start in in uh, free agent Black Friday. That's an amazing idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is actually a really good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, all credit to, to Justin for that idea. It's not mine. Um, the, the, how would you guys schedule starting at the beginning of January for an 82 game season? Just uh, go through July and pound them in as hard as you can. Yep, start and with then, the Winter Classic, and it's going to be a tough first season. Uh, Winter and, Classic is the first game of the season would actually be a way to make it interesting. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you kick it off with the Winter Classic, and you probably finish at the mid-July, end of July. And then they'll, the, the following season, they probably try to start a little bit earlier, and then kick you know try to get back to the beginning of july into june i think it'll take them you know threefold solid seasons if they choose to get back to where they were they may decide that starting in december is fantastic because they're i think i read an article by james myrtle that uh attendance and even tv ratings don't really kick in strong for the nhl until december anyway this is a league that desperately does not want to go up against the NFL. The more of the right. season they can play when the NFL is off, the the better for them. So why don't they just avoid just it? Just do it, right. <laughs> I, I actually, I'd never thought of it before, but starting every year with the Winter Classic on New Year's Day would be an That would be awesome. awesome. That would be an It would be a way to make the Winter Classic meaningful again because it, at first it was like, oh, it's an outdoor game. And now everybody's had them, had to live their fill of them, especially in Colorado. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, we're over this. And, and, and now it would be like, if you wanted to start the season on January 1st, winter classic, an outdoor game, kind of do like the NFL does where their first game every year features one of the teams from the Super Bowl, usually the yeah. defending champion yeah. and, and start and just do that. Like I would have, I would have watched St. Louis and Boston in game one outdoor winter classic January 1st. I think, that would be a really cool way to actually like make a permanent change to the schedule if you were going to do that. It's a bold change, but I think that's cool. Are there going to be any fans in that giant seventy thousand stadium? Uh, first game of the year, yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be bananas. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying with like where we're headed as the oh, yeah, do come on this year, <laughs> it's happening. Those people are going to break down those gates to get in. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, I mean, I, I don't. Obviously, I don't think they have any plan right now. They're just making this up as they go. But well, they kind of have to. I'm. It would be interesting to go play through the summer consistently every year. Uh, I don't understand why the NBA doesn't do it anyway. Because yeah. we talked about this on TDSP <laughs> last week. <laughs> These guys are wearing tank tops anyway, so you might as well just play in the summer. So uh, why they don't have an outdoor game, I don't know. Precisely. You would think that sport makes more sense for it, but uh, either way, we do have to take our first period break here because we do those in the summer. Not only are you playing hockey, there's a good chance you're playing golf. And while it may be hard to get out on the actual golf course right now, WGT golf has you covered with the most popular golf game in the world. You can even join in with the DNVR clubhouse by going to dnvrgolf.com to download and get in on our tournaments. I promise none of them will be as hard as the one we had last weekend. That was the hardest one you could possibly do so it only gets easier from here but you can play with over 20 million people from around the world on the go right on your phone as a mobile app it is one of the most realistic golf games 
out there. You can play in true-to-life courses like Pebble Beach, Beth Page Black, St. Andrews, many others as well in a ton of different formats. So get on it today. You can always challenge us over in the DNVR lounge as well. DNVRgolf.com to download. Been honing my game. You're you're gonna smack some fools down. You ready? No, I'm I'm still quite bad, but I've been working on it. I've been working on it. I've been making a concerted effort to quit playing so much StarCraft and and uh, uh, try this out instead. Try and get try and at least get respectable at WGT. All right, I, I like the AJ's not gonna go down without a fight. We'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> second right. period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. I do have to grab another beer, y'all. But uh, first, do we see any awards going to Avalanche players this season, regular season awards, let's say? I've talked about this a thousand times, so I'm going to let uh, I'm going to let the two of you. Uh, Dario, you're pointing at your shirt in which you're wearing, by the way, <laughs> quite a nice shirt that says all hail kale. So let's just start Thank with the you. Calder. Why, why, why Kale over, over Quinn? Evan, you want to talk about that? Uh, well, <laughs> or what do you, what, what's your opinion? My opinion is he should win. I now, because the season didn't end the proper way. I have my doubts just how it's going to end. Cause people are, might look at that point production and just see that Quinn was on the top. Uh, and I see they've already started that in Canada that they've already started that campaign for him. So uh, Vancouver started with the pro Quinn stuff in training camp. Yeah. So a long time ago, I definitely think McCarr should win it, but you know, I'm just not sure how it's going to work out with the Canadian media. You just never know there. Um, I do think McKinnon has a good shot at the heart trophy. So just, uh, I mean, you think of 92 points, one win away from first place in the West. They, It's going to look good on his resume. And he's been that guy who's been kind of coming at that trophy for a couple of years now. And this might, I think this could be the year that he actually takes it. Yeah, I think, I think Makar should win the Calder. I'm biased. I'll admit that he's the best rookie defenseman I've ever seen. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's just, it's you, you can look at the advanced numbers and you can find stuff for both guys. Um, but we've seen them go head to head and there's just a stark difference when you watch a game with McCart on a shift and Jack and Hughes on a shift. It's just, you know, and then, you know, there are a lot of people. It, it's hard to quantify via numbers honestly to say that one guy is like clear head shoulders above the other but when you watch them play i think the difference is obvious but like i, I said i'm not i'm not an objective observer i he's he's he struck liquid he just struck gold he's just amazing um uh, and then he just could uh, that kind of goal threat from the point just changes the game just changes the game. There's just no other way to describe it. When you know a guy is just going to sauce it off on a pass and you, and you know what he's going to do as a winger when you're charging him up there, then it, it makes your assignment kind of easy. You see that in beer league hockey when a guy has a big bomb and you know he's a threat to, to, to shoot, it changes 
it changes how you play defensively. And Makar <laughs> is a threat every single time he has the puck there. And Hughes not necessarily. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna dish. He's gonna see an open guy. He's gonna he's gonna dance and spin and he's gonna do some things. But he's easier to contain. Um, but you know, Vancouver fans and they have a good argument. He's just you know look at the numbers and you know yeah. it's it, it, it's it, they're both really good. They're both really good. I, uh, uh, but on the heart, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, when a guy winds up in beer league with a bomb, I'm getting out of the way. I'm not getting paid for that. Yeah. This is a, a great transition, as I do think it's time for us to play some games. And I do want to play a little bit of Prices Right here. And since you guys mentioned Makar, our, our first item on the list, a number 210, Kale Makar, high gloss, young guns card. For the record, it's extremely rare. All Ooh. prices were taken from eBay on a sold listing. So, okay. So a sold listing. So this is the final price. Correct. And we will start with AJ since you're at the, the top <laughs> here. And we'll, we'll we'll switch every oh every God, item. I have, we have a couple. N- I have no concept of value for, <laughs> for trading cards. <laughs> And I swear, if one of you, if I guess ninety dollars and one of you guesses ninety-one, we are we are fighting. <laughs> ninety dollars and one cent. Chat. Yeah. Also, feel free to throw your answers out. We are we we will officially be fighting. So don't prices right me while we're playing prices right. <laughs> if it's a lot, I'm going to my parents' house and digging out my old Valerie Kaminsky cars and selling them to somebody. Um, uh, I'm gonna uh, I am gonna guess one hundred and twenty dollars. Who's next? Dario <laughs> next. To me, it sounds like a lot for a trading card. So, <laughs> these guys are getting game worn jerseys. Are uh, Makaras in particular uh, that are like I, I think over five grand. So, I'm gonna say what if there's a rare rookie card, I'm gonna say this thing went for. I'm gonna say, and I have no. I don't collect cards. I don't even ha- own one in my house. Um, I'm gonna say that thing is twenty five hundred bucks. Ooh. I got a good gap to work with here. <laughs> you do. dollars for you find me. You find me the dude paying twenty five hundred dollars for this thing. And we need to we need to bleed that guy dry. I wanna take his money. <laughs> I can imagine coming that's, out with my wife like, oh, I bought a card for $2,500. <laughs> We're just going to look at it. We're not going to do anything What's with What's this $2,500 <laughs> charge to eBay? <laughs> oh, that Thank Kale McCarr card that's now hanging up right inside the front door? You'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to give AJ a little gap here. I'm going to say four twenty-five. dollars <laughs> That guy is right. very... Good call. So, I'm way off. Technically, Dario was the closest, but he went over. As the official price was eighteen hundred and fifty. Holla! Eighteen hundred dollars. Yep. What What in the hell are people doing with their money? (laughs) Not that he's on the same playing field, but I think if you Google some like Mario Lemieux, Bobby Orr. Gretzky rookie cards. They're the outrageous. Gretzky ones are absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Just so people are, people are, 
people are using it as an investment i guess i think that he'll be a hall of famer and one of the best ever and hey if you had a rookie crosby card i bet it's worth big bucks okay let's do a, a much strange i think i'm, I think I'm doing the wrong i'm in the wrong industry in the wrong business for 1800 dollars. all right much much weirder item in in Av's memorabilia here. A Joe Sackett jersey. <laughs> Put it on my eyes. All of his career stats on the back, and awards, and it's part of some series that I don't really understand. It's also signed by Joe Sackick. I think that looks like my toddler made that jersey. Like it's <laughs> it's Frankenstein on the back. That's not a normal nameplate. The like the burgundy. <laughs> And it's it's the Unipron. Can you bid negative dollars? <laughs> well, you have to bid first, Dario. It's so. Joe. It's Joe Sackick. So that by itself is hollowed ground. What is that? Um, what does that even say? Career jersey one hundred three of one ninety nine. What the hell does that mean? It's a whole series. They did one hundred ninety nine players' career jerseys. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> I'm not paying one. a dime for that thing. <laughs> it's signed. So th- this so, sold on e- this sold on eBay. This sold on eBay. <laughs> it's probably the same sucker who just spent eighteen hundred dollars <laughs> on a card. <laughs> I Jesus, I, I my guess it probably cost a jersey with a signature minus how bad it is. I, I just go with like a one hundred and seventy-five bucks. Oh. All right, Dario for one hundred seventy-five. Evan, that card threw me off. I was going to say like ten thousand dollars. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> I'll just go ten G's. I don't know what. I don't know what costs anything anymore. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to say three grand because three. it's it's signed by Joe Sackick. So I feel like that alone, like if you were to go to an auction and anything was signed by Joe Sackick, is going to get is going to get some special. Now I'm talking. Now I'm saying it out loud. I want to go five because <laughs> it just feels like it's a it's a super it's like a super like there's one of these. There are 199 it in a series. Be zero of, of these. Look at that. Thing. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel like it loses value because it's hideous. I feel like it gains value because it's memorable and there's only one of them because there should only hey, Jake, be tell you one secret? of them. Can I tell you a secret? You bought there, could be, there could be one of anything if you make it ugly enough. That's what I'm saying. So three grand or five grand? Let's go. You know, let's let's just go with three. Three. All right. Three is fine. So by proximity, AJ is closest, but he went over. What? No this, way. Or, no, I guess Dario would be closer. My bad. Uh, this sold for eight hundred and fifteen American dollars. Oh, I think that's Evan takes that. I said like 150. Well, Evan said 10 grand. Yeah, Evan said Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> that was close. Wow. I don't understand this world I'm living in. <laughs> See, this is why. If you go on, this is why. <laughs> I don't get if it. you go on road trips. And see the and the the players when they come out of hotels. There's always a group of professional autograph seekers, and I guarantee you, Sackick signed a legit jersey, and then they they did all this Frankenstein stuff <laughs> after the fact. All right, 
couple more a couple that, more items. Is that this how thing. big it is in real life too? It's just that like tiny little thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had to cut it up so much to make it. What real size jersey? It's for a child or a dog. You can reserve now by calling some number. Uh, next up, a 1997-98 Pinnacle Mint Collection Peter Forsberg coin. What? It looks like Bad. the thing you put in like the zoo. You put a quarter in to turn it. <laughs> yeah, I got I got one of those SeaWorld ones before I knew SeaWorld was bad. Can you can you find that Google image of Ronaldo or that bad statue? Because in that thing. That's what horrible. is that? How is it that you make a man as attractive as Peter Forsberg look like that? <laughs> oh, good lord! All right, Evan, you're first. Uh, well, Rod Job Twenty One says ten dollars, and he has that coin, so I'm going to go ten dollars. You're cheating. I'm going eleven. <laughs> you? <laughs> I'll go fifteen. I don't want to price this right, you. Let's mess yeah. up. The, no, you know, I'm going the other way. I'm going five. That's garbage. That's the ni- 1990s butt cut right there. <laughs> Dario? I have no idea. I would, I, I'm going to say, oh, God, what's it made with? Because you just melt it down. It's not worth anything. Um worth laughing at on this on this stream right now. Six ninety nine. Six hundred or six dollars and six dollars and ninety nine cents. AJ was closest, but you were all over. This sold for the grand total of ninety nine cents. Good. Thank okay. God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Restored some faith in some humanity. Is back in here. <laughs> Ryan. All right. This one is a, a personal favorite of mine. Draft day rookie card of Matthew Steinberg. AJ, a, who made the card in the first place? Uh, they they make those. They actually yeah. The NHL. So when, when you when you work the draft, uh, they give you these cards. Yep. Uh, I have my pack uh, somewhere here behind me in my room. I'll um, tell you right now, you need to sell them. Oh, okay. <laughs> really. Yes. How much did his dad buy this for? Okay, well, there goes. I was going to say 61 cents, but (laughs) if if I need to sell them, uh, because I've got like a couple years, I might even have my car sitting around. Um, Gosh. Let's go. Let's go with 50 bucks. All right. AJ for 50. Dario. I got Rudo got in my head with that. You need to sell them, <laughs> right? A little bit of forecasting. I, so he, he's he hasn't done anything. He's what a third round pick. He wasn't a second. He's he third, third, right? Round pick. First first pick of the third round. Yeah, uh, that's twenty five bucks. I'm gonna go. He was the sixty third pick. I'm gonna go sixty three dollars. Okay. Solid reasoning. Evan was closest, but over. Oh. At $59.99. Oh! Really? Yep. And it sold. It's not And it sold. All of these are sold. 
how much money am I sitting on with these taxes? <laughs> you got your retirement right there in a shoebox. You didn't even know it. Jesus. <laughs> okay, couple more items here. Uh, this one confused me greatly. I do not understand how this came to exist. Uh, this is a Colorado Avalanche hockey starter vintage baseball style jersey. This is going to be ugly. It looks slightly used. Starter. It is Ooh, I can confirm. <laughs> okay. Is there a story behind this? This is like a <laughs> There is no story that I could find. They didn't wear it to a Rockies game, or I have no like idea where it. I I tried looking up stuff about it. It's just a baseball jersey with an Avs logo printed on it, as far as I can tell. <laughs> Starters right. old school. That's that's old school. I missed my starter jackets. It's missing a button though. That takes at least thirty dollars off. <laughs> So it's free. It's Dario first. So. Um, uh, who would buy it? <laughs> what kind of unique platform do you have that you need this thing and would pay big money for it? So this I'm is gonna... the this is the I got really high on a Friday night and was browsing eBay because I remembered it existed and was looking for some weird ab stuff and was like. Oh hey, this looks amazing. Nobody you, else owns one of these. Are you talking about Rudo or is uh, somebody else? Where did you find this crap? This is very targeted. You tried to buy that half and half Walker jersey, but you were too drunk and accidentally clicked on this, and like you ended up yeah. with this instead. It showed up, and you're like, oh, not exactly what I thought was I was getting. Yeah. That thing is. Nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. That's something you take off the rack at TJ Maxx, and you're like, "No, it's not worth that." One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right. You guys are agreeing on price. I'm. I'm. You're up. I, you're not AJ allowed to. Be bitters row. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go with twenty seven dollars, and I cut the sleeves off it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, just gog it. <laughs> oh uh, I'm going twenty four ninety nine. That was that was the price I had in mind when I first looked looked at it. What'd you say? Twenty nine ninety nine. Twenty four ninety nine. Twenty four ninety nine. All right. I don't know. I don't remember what any of you said because I've been drinking. <laughs> but the price paid for this was forty two dollars. What the forty nine cents. <laughs> And that was on sale. It was originally forty nine ninety nine. Nothing. I'm going to go stick an Avs logo on a white T-shirt and sell it on eBay. <laughs> Nothing has has chipped away at my faith in humanity like this game. <laughs> oh, starter. Is this what people are doing with their stimulus money? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were joking. It literally says missing button. Yeah. No, <laughs> Actually missing that button. <laughs> That's why they dropped it for fifty bucks. Wow. Uh, XL, nice. Okay. So eBay, eBay means people are bidding on this. Like, they're like, I gotta have that thing. No, I gotta have it. <laughs> Just need a button. I'm dying two, over here. Two more items to get to that are nearly in range, but I thought were fun. 
Firstly, honey, I found an Avs baseball jersey. Does it have all its buttons? <laughs> so that's where that's where it's like, babe, I need you to do me a favor, and like you have a very serious approach to it. Like, I need you to put a button back on this jersey I bought off eBay. <laughs> we sell it for an extra seven bucks. <laughs> Seven dollar button. <laughs> what is this? This oh is a Lake Erie Monsters Ugh. Patrick Bordalo bobblehead sponsored by Time Warner Cable. Okay. I believe Evan is first. Mm, I don't. Look at that soul patch down to the chest. Yeah. Oh my god. Um I am gonna go with forty seven dollars and twenty three cents. Specific. Okay. Wasn't the last one like forty two dollars and sixty four cents? Yes. 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 Random numbers. So yeah. Um I'm going fourteen bucks. Okay, so I think there are people that would want this because he's not even pretending to be a hockey player. He's he's in a fighting stance. (laughs) He doesn't even have hockey gloves on, so he's a pure fighter. There's no stick. There's a huge Bordalo fan base out there back in the day. He did play in the NHL. He's on. He had his cup of coffee. This is a $90 bubble. This is a $90 bobblehead. That's what I'm saying. 90, 90 bucks. That man got a multi-year he NHL did. contract. Patrick Waugh's first contract. <laughs> so like a week after he was announced coach. What we've game. learned today is do not trust this podcast in pricing absolutely <laughs> anything. <laughs> This bobblehead sold for seven dollars and seventy cents. Oh, I told you it's going to be a random number. God, <laughs> you'd rather have the jersey that missing a button than <laughs> Portolo? Wait, wait, oh. hold on. How much is that? How much is it discounted? It's all. It was nine fifty nine. So nine fifty percent off. I got negotiated that thing down two bucks and some change. <sighs> oh my gosh. All right. We have I don't one... understand finances. <laughs> <laughs> the US economy. One <laughs> final item and then we'll jump into our third period. This is maybe the most assigned agent 1990s Colorado oh item that has ever existed or it's certainly northern Colorado item that has ever existed. Somewhat essentially just ironed on an avalanche logo to a jean jacket, and that's <laughs> that's what this is. <laughs> that's amazing. Its shoulder looks dirty. <laughs> looks like someone spilled like Coke on it. Uh, who's for uh, AJ? I think is first bid here. Oh man, my faith in humanity is gone. So I'm gonna go sixty bucks. I'll just tell a quick story. In middle school, they made us made make a pillow out of jeans. And <laughs> yeah, I bet like, that was translatable. Well, it's like, who's going to sleep on a jean pillow? 
Like, that's not comfortable. Just go to a grade school uh, in Canada? No, in Littleton, Colorado. Um, My face boy. hurts. Uh, I think D-Line probably did buy this, so... <laughs> I'm going to go with... I bet that's 300 bucks. <laughs> that is so bad. Uh, uh, okay, so the jersey went for like almost what forty something bucks, forty eight bucks, right? <laughs> I don't remember anymore. I so I can, long ago. Uh, the the this jersey went for forty two forty nine, <laughs> and it was on sale. That's gotta be. That's gotta be in the fifties. That's gotta be fifty nine, ninety nine. That's gotta be. Fifty nine ninety nine. You're gonna one cent me? <laughs> oh, what'd you say? I said sixty bucks. You're gonna one cent me? The, the worst. I'd say I'm an idiot. That's like the worst. Yeah. yeah, Bob Barker would ask me to leave. That's horrible. I'm gonna stick with my first answer though, because I'm a man of integrity. Let's go with that. There's no way I'll win. I'll be over. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, the correct Evan, you already bid, correct? See, yeah. uh, well, it depends on what the answer is. I don't know. I mean, you bid horribly <laughs> out of order, but nonetheless, the answer is fifty-four dollars and ninety-six cents. We were on that one. Yeah, yeah we, you guys, it took you nailed about six it. Items I was to not on that. Day, but <laughs> if I had a barbed wire tattoo, I would have bought that, but I, I don't. All right. Uh, that's a Time great for joke. Our second period break, which is another so item good. you need to cut the sleeves One up. One thing I can guarantee you is better than the vast majority of these items is Colorado Raptors professional rugby, which is a team we now cover here at DNBR with Colton Strickler taking you inside the locker room with the DNBR Raptors podcast, as well as his written content right on the DNBR.com. And supporting our partners is supporting us. So be sure to tune in and watch the DNBR watches on Saturdays and Sundays to watch Raptors games and get to know the sport, as well as following the team on Twitter with the DNVR Raptors account. If you don't know anything about rugby, well, you are not alone. We are learning as we go here, and you can check out their podcast where Colton has broken down many of the basics of rugby and learning the sport for, let's be honest, us here Americans, often not very smart when it comes to the rugby sporting. He has a bunch of 101 pods for you to be all set up. So just remember that supporting the Raptors is supporting us here at DNVR and give rugby a shot today. All right. As I take my screen off here, we're jumping into the third period, and we need a, another member. If someone wants to hop on this channel, I know that, Gregor, if you're still around, you were asking to be on this the other day. If you want to come on the show and try your hand at Avalanche Trivia with help from the crew, because I promise you it's quite difficult, I will give you the chance to jump on. Or if Gregor's not around, I will open it up to anyone that wants to jump on the show and do a little bit of trivia. Uh, while we wait for someone to jump in here, are there any burning topics we have on the avalanche right now? What is Dario? What is your hot avalanche take in the world? Uh, you know, I, uh, who's going to be in shape and you know, what is 
how are they going to do this two week <clears throat> training camp? You know, training camps are typically like they're really rapid. They're like four days. The guys are already in shape. Yeah. Um, they go over some system stuff and Bednar makes sure that they're in shape. He does some like measurement drills. Um, it's going to be who who are the good actors at home with limited resources to stay in shape and uh, who's not. Um, and that can make a difference, especially for these play-in teams. I mean, uh, for the for the Avalanche, at least they got a little time. So maybe there's someone that's a key player that's kind of out of shape a little bit, and they take the two-week training camp, and then they take this round-robin seating thing, and maybe they're pretty much up to game speed by the time they play a real game. But in a play-in series, those guys don't have that luxury. They're going to go right after it. I tell you. <clears throat> on a roster this competitive, um, if a dude rolls in out of shape when they're trying to make a cup run, you get rid of him. Yeah, well, McKinnon will have him for breakfast, I'm sure. Like, straight up, like, I, you're trying to win a Stanley Cup, the culture that they're trying to build in that locker room. If a dude, If a dude can't keep himself in shape during all of this and – you guys have bigger aspirations and somebody rolls into this totally out of shape and unprepared. That's it. Like that says everything you need to know that dude's selfish and you can't, you can't have him around. Yeah. And then these guys are used to competing all year long. You know, they, when they're not playing hockey, they're playing golf and they're, they're, they're competitive animals. I mean, that that's just, you don't get yeah. to that level without having an ultra super competitive <clears throat> streak. And if you, if you, if you're stuck in a house for three months, I suppose you could take that out in video games, do some other things to feed that, that competitive edge. But um, those guys are going to be chomping at the bit. Hope I'm hoping for the best. I, well, I watched the abs in the, uh, I watched them play Fortnite in that big NHL thing. And if they're taking out their, com- their, their competitiveness in Fortnite, they're not doing it very well. <laughs> Maybe that's good. I don't know. <laughs> my my hot take is I think Byram gets in somehow. You think he plays games? I do. Wow. Because you more more faith than me. I'll tell you that right I now. I tell you if if one of those guys comes back out of shape, uh, if one of those guys comes back and gets hurt, I would make him the first fill in. You would. I you would. think. Do you think the Avs would though? Nope. Yeah. Lindholm. I think there's a I think there's a decent chance Timmons is in play for that. I, I would I would say Lemon Timmons has a better chance than Byram. And Lindholm I think will definitely be Yeah, for sure. Somewhere. But like we're forgetting Barbario and Connaughton exist. Right, like, exactly. The go tos, but these are the locks that are already on the roster. Yeah, exactly. Um all right, looks like we do have someone coming, but I'm gonna give you guys the first question because I, I specifically tailored this first question to to a specific group of people. Uh, question number one of our trivia event is, who is Dario's favorite? And for the, video, uh, for the audio, I put air quotes around favorite player. <laughs> Can I cuss on this podcast? Or you, you're, you have like real big corporate sponsors and I... I have to be professional, right? Yeah, try to try to use muted adult language. I, I think technically we can't stop you, but we prefer not. <laughs> Just won't be invited back. Go ahead. Well, well yeah, uh, 
We All right, lay it on. It's it's Chuck Kovacil. It is Chuck. <laughs> Indeed. Shivers. I believe I, I believe we were sitting at training camp, and Dario said, uh, "I fell in loathe at yes. first sight." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's been yeah. downhill ever since. He's been having to hear about Chuck Kobasu ever since. Yep. 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 And I'm, you know, realistically, I'm sure he's a cool dude and he's fine. Well, if you ever need a house in Arizona, you know who to call. Yeah, real estate agent. <laughs> I, I, I don't besmirch him. I just didn't like the way he played. I, I He looked entitled and um, he let other people go into the corners to do his work. He's former goal scorer Chuck Kobasu from Boston and, you know, <laughs> Bork 2.0, and you know we're gonna bring on someone with some championship pedigree. It was all a bunch of. Oh, that that was one of the worst takes I've oh. ever seen. Was oh so People who know me know I come from the Reddit scene, and when the Abs acquired Jerome McGinla, there was this big movement about how Jerome McGinla could be the Abs Bork 2.0. And like even at the time before everything happened, I was like, mm, "Really?" <laughs> and then, well, I mean, the rest is history. And you know, they traded Aginla for nothing. So I don't Oops. that that first training camp with Aginla was pretty dope, though. To see him come out in Astros, jersey was cool as hell. And he was whatever, still good. whatever so happened like, afterwards. Yeah, like he still scored twenty nine goals or whatever that first. Yeah, year. we forget he was good the first two years, and then oh, by yeah. the third year, it was like his legs were just gone. But yeah, it was like they, those first two years, he, he totally was what you wanted. They needed to get the Boston again the contract. They just got in too late. I mean, he has the gravitas in the room. He's got, you know. People listen to him. He's a workout animal. He has the work ethic and everything. And I believe they would have played harder for him, but he couldn't lead on the ice after the first year or so. It just could. Yeah. Fair enough. It was was great for me personally because uh, my first year covering the abs, he was in that locker room and boy was. Guaranteed Hall of Famer to cover there. (laughs) He rocked. He was, he was Anytime anybody ever says anything nice about Jerome McGinley, they're understating it. Did you get to see uh, J.S. Jaguar? Were you on the beat back then? No. Okay. Just missed him. Uh, see, that's a that's an interesting thing, though, because McGinley was definitely not the nicest person on the ice. No. No, he was he was amazing with the media, though. He was very patient, even when they were bad and they were losing. Uh, he was accountable. He talked about his own play before he would talk about teammates. Um, really had a had a great perspective, and obviously where he was in his career made that a little easier. But had a, had a great perspective on on the game and his career and kind of the the way that you go day to day when you're in a a, a long uh, a long sport like hockey, what has you know. 80 some odd games in the in the regular season. All right. Well, it looks like we may indeed have our uh, our trivia challenger on here. Let's do let's, this. Let's go ahead and bring him on. He's listed himself as Joey on uh, the Streamyard, also known as Nacer, I believe, on the DNVR Lounge. Good to have you on. Welcome to the show. Neither, cl- neither but close enough. 
Neither, yeah, okay. Well, Rudo pronouncing names wrong is nothing new. So yeah, just You're not the only one that gets my last name wrong. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I'll try to I'll try to get it right from here on out. We've had the boys answer one question correct for you, and you are welcome to use them for help on the rest of these questions because they are not particularly easy. But oh, great. We can go ahead and jump in here. Uh, the first question for you is, who in Av's history has the most blocks? And this stat was only started to track in 05, 06. Can you repeat the question? First Instinct wants to say. Which player has the most blocks in Avalanche history? Shot blocks. He said it starts in 05. Correct. The stat was not tracked before that. My first instinct wants to say foot, but I can't remember when he came back from Columbus. Oh, eight. Oh, eight. Yeah. So it's not. AJ? I mean, you kind of lean on games played here, right? Like, you'd have to think EJ's been here for a really long time. Um, I would go with the guy who was kind of known for it in his career, Carlos Gresham's. Yeah, I thought about him too, but it, how long was he here? How many did he block versus EJ's been here for eight years now? Yeah, I kind of, my memory is um, Clark and Crash Scratchins just blocking all kinds of shots. All they did was stay in front of the net and then just yeah. lay down on the ice. So my, fr- I was like, who was Clark's partner? But Scratchnitz is his guy. Yeah. And then I don't think, I think if Nate Gannon had a longer track record, he would have got it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think Scratchnitz is, Scratchnitz is a really good guess. Yeah. So Scratchnitz or EJ? I think I'm going to lean towards EJ on this one. You are correct. There you go. It is Eric Johnson over Carlos nice. Scratchins. The uh, the Iron Man Scratchins really didn't play that much for the Avs after 05, 06. Uh, I think so, it was three seasons. Yeah. Yep. One question down. Uh, they only get more difficult from, well, we'll see. This question, if people will either know or they won't know, uh, there have been two penalty shots in the playoffs taken by a an abs player. One of them was Joe Sackick. Who was the other? Sackick was the Sackick one. one. Yeah. yeah, same. <laughs> wow. Did he make it? Did he? Was he successful? I don't know, and I'm not going to pull it back up. I will give you the hint <laughs> that it happened in 2008. Yeah, so while we think about this, we actually uh, we have a question that says, "Is he driving?" No, he actually pulled yeah, over to do this. Pull over to do. Yeah, he, he pulled over to hop on this, so he is not currently driving. I don't have a job at the moment. I'm doing DoorDash or Grubhub, so I had to pull over. I'll live uh, that dream. That's a real job, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah that's definitely. definitely a job. <laughs> no oh, boss. Great. 2008. Yeah, I think my 
I'm going to go with chat on this one. The the last one that was just given. I, I like the idea. Of, I think Wolski. Oh, boy. I'm going to, I was going to say something stupid like Tyler Arneson. <laughs> same. I think, I think that's the same team. That's a really good guess. That's a really good guess. I mean, a cherry picker that gets caught from behind. I could totally believe that it's Tyler Arneson punched in a bar or punch his coach or whatever. You got that's the eras. What Savatos, Nederost, uh, who else was playing back then? Nederost was before that. That was the year Forsberg came back, wasn't it? Yeah, one of the years. <laughs> yeah, one of them. Four game season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's a great question. I have no idea. Volsky's as good answer as anything else. I'll tell you right now, none of these people are correct. No. Was it a forward? It was a forward. (sighs) Probably Ben Gite or something like that. (laughs) LaPerriere. No, that's not 2008. That's after him. I feel like it's too obvious to say somebody like, hey, Duke. (laughs) What's chat say? I mean, They've said AJ, a lot of things. AJ already went with chat once, and that was wrong. Someone said Nieto in 2008. I guess they probably said that before 2008. Yeah. Uh, uh, we gotta, we gotta figuring it out though. I think we have some All Googlers. Right, I'm, just, I'm just gonna go with Heyduk. It is not Milan Heyduk, but it is Ryan Smith, yeah. Captain Canada. And we have two more questions that we'll we'll go a little bit faster on. Yeah. Um, as as AJ's got DSP to do, but only one Av has ever recorded five even strength points in a game. Who is it? Even strength. Correct. Uh, any chance of getting a year on that? I don't have the year on me, but I can tell you it's not one of the retired numbers. I figured that'd be too obvious anyway. Hmm. Uh, I'll, just, I'll keep her buzzing and going here. Tangay? Great guess. It is, in fact, Alex Tangay. <laughs> wow. Strength point game. The only one. There are a ton of four-point even strength games. But For some one. reason, I feel like you guys mentioned it on one of the pods not too long ago. I don't remember mentioning it. But I don't either. <laughs> Were they all assists? I believe he scored two goals and three assists. But. Nice. All right, final question as we uh, we ramp up the show here. According to NHL.com, there is an Avs player that had a game in which he shot 200%. <laughs> Who is this player? Was it the same game where Zadorov took that face off and won it? <laughs> uh, if Zadorov was playing in 2009, maybe. Oh, that 2008. How could you do that? I was going to guess Bordalo because he scored a bunch of ass goals, but <laughs> I guess he wasn't around then. So we had a player shoot 200%, huh? Yep. And this is still live. One good thing. Uh, you go look it up the one good thing. Gunnan did in his career. 
<laughs> is not the Nate one good thing Gennon did. Tell you, yeah, <laughs> not not Nate Gennon. As yeah. amazing as that would be, it is a Wow, is it the 2008 2009 team? Or... Uh, it was a game in 2009, I believe, it was the 09 010 team. Oh, uh, it's not Scott Hanford. He had forwards with every shot. I can't be him. Matt Hendricks. Not Matt Hendricks. <laughs> All right. We'll keep, we'll keep AJ away and let's just go with Spados. Spados is a good guess, but it is the other forward on that team. And Wojtek Volski. So there's oh, only boy. one other forward. Yeah. 200%, <laughs> huh? He shot 200%. Scored two goals Doesn't on the explain how? I know. He had one shot. He scored two goals. It does not explain how this happened, but uh, it has to be like a it has to be like a last touch own goal type thing. Yeah, I was gonna say it has to be like an empty net, like extra guy, extra attacker on a power player at the end of the game, and they put it in their own yeah, net. There wasn't highlights on NHL.com, so I don't know how it happened, but. Delay penalty for tries to pass it back, goes into the net when nobody's there. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Has to. Has Either to way, wrong. that happened. We know the trivia is hard. Neister, Joey, well, I don't know what to call you. I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> with names. Thank you for coming on the show. DM me your address, and we'll send you a sticker pack if you would like. As Thank you for, for subjecting yourself to the difficult <laughs> trivia that we like to bring here. Um, no wonder you took a long time to find somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone was scared. Yeah, I guess. People afraid. He's, he's He's going to send you an uh, ad. I'm used, to I'm used to embarrassing myself anyway, so we're good. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. Do you have anything you want to say about the abs or anything like that? It is not easy being an abs fan in the late 90s, early 2000s living in Michigan. Bull. Yeah. Ooh. That sounds yeah. brutal, my dude. Keep your head down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love I'm- I'm loving it now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's the good days now with Detroit where they are. But thank you for coming on the show. Much appreciated. Again, hit me up with a DM, and we will get you your sticker pack. Uh, for the rest of us, we are going to get out of here for this episode. Hope you all enjoyed kind of the new format, the new show, something we want to do on Fridays, have a little bit of fun, drink a few beers, and enjoy ourselves. So something we're going to do a bit more of going forward and something y'all should do going forward is be sure to take care of what's going on down below the belt with manscaped. You can head on over to manscaped.com and get yourself the perfect package 3.0 and get 20% off and free shipping. When you use code DNVR 20, it comes with the lawnmower 3.0, the best trimmer in the world, whether you're using it for your privates, your beard, your chest, whatever hair you have on your body, it works fantastic. You also get some anti-chafe deodorant, some spray on toner to keep everything fresh. And it even all comes in an amazing carrying case. So you can, not go wrong manscaped.com dnvr20 code that is it for this friday hope y'all enjoyed the show hope y'all enjoyed the trivia and fun we had with some uh memorabilia we have some other games planned for future weeks and if y'all want to jump on and win yourself a sticker pack like neister did then you can do that every single week until next time we will see you on the dnvr avalanche podcast on monday have a good rest of your weekend and goodbye our avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. The NPR avalanche with Hayfully.